0: It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy.
1: Hey guys, it's Brian. So, do you see how far... By the way, guys, if you want to know kind of behind the curtains... Bo had me stand like five feet away from the microphone because he says that I'm too close and and blow things out. The, the producer doesn't like it when I show a little emotion. But.
0: What, watching you come up to us it, is like watching a football team run through the tunnel before the big game. we probably going to have cheerleaders in here holding up uh, the, the sign that you run through. Well,
1: we have a unique show today because it was one of those things, if you're a, a Money Guy listener who's been with us for several years, you you know what this time of year is. It's, it's, it's the Black Friday time of year. So we, we usually spend a good bit of time talking about Black Friday. It's going to be part of today's show. But I felt like we need to talk a little bit about the elections, but don't worry. All you guys are like, oh, God, I'm so so tired of the elections because I don't care if the money guy is a Republican or a Democrat. I'm just so tired of everybody being partisan. It's not going to be that type of discussion. Trust me. I think Bo will tackle me if I I let it go off track any. There's some truth Um, in that. And then the last thing... We're going to kind of close out the show. This is for all of our, our really deep analytical people who come to the Money Guy show to really get their touch of um, nerdness. We're going to talk about, now that we are through the election, What is when you hear people talk about the fiscal cliff, What is what does that mean? What, what are we talking about? What changes will occur on January 1st that has Wall Street spooked a little bit? So we're going to walk you through what is set to expire. Now, I do want to give you one disclaimer. Please know... We don't know what's truly going to happen because I've heard from both sides now. President Obama has come out and said he wants to keep everything intact for people under $250,000. The Republicans are saying they're willing to negotiate. So I don't think any of us truly know what's going to happen with this fiscal cliff. But I think it's a smart exercise for us to go through each of the items that could potentially change. So that way you can pay more attention to watching what's going on in the media um, you know, looking at your newspapers and figuring out what you need to do with your own personal finances. Now, for my brand new listeners, this is the Money Guy Show. You can go check us out, money-guy dot com. I'm your host, Brian Preston. By day, I'm actually a fee-only financial planner. I have a firm down here on the south side of Atlanta. We also have a branch up in Franklin, Tennessee, and Augusta, Georgia. Uh, I am a certified public accountant, certified financial planner, and a personal financial specialist. I'm joined across the way here from with Bo Hansen, He's associate. I plucked him from obscurity up there at the University of Georgia, and now we've got him as a CFP and a you know, meager CFA. <laughs> so, um, you know, Bo, first of all, did you get to vote for Donald Trump?
0: Uh, you know what? I was right there. I was going to write him in, and then I ended up not doing it. I... Uh... So, no, he, I, didn't, I didn't cast my vote for, for the Donald.
1: Well, and I say that in jest, obviously, but it, it is interesting. I had um, the opportunity. We, You know, I'm a big political guy. I'm actually, you know, I think you guys know I've shared it with you. I was on the school board for the last eight years as an elected member here locally. We're the seventh largest school system in the state of Georgia. And then I've I've recently transitioned over to where I'm a county commissioner,
0: which you did win your county commission race. That is right. I don't think congratulations, Commissioner Preston.
1: I didn't even tell people that. Uh, you know, on the show, I don't even think I mentioned that stuff. But it it does give me a unique perspective that I understand how politics is not as black and white as maybe the the talk radio or the the or the the cable news has you believe. There's usually kind of a touch of gray that keeps things Mm -hmm. going. Um, so I think I have a unique perspective, and I also – I'm one of those people that likes diverse opinions. I mean, I think the way you make yourself smarter and more knowledgeable is if you go out there and get perspectives from all sides. We've um, – I watched the results. I had a group of friends over because, you know, multiple reasons, but part of it partially because I was on the ballot locally um, in this, this election cycle – is that we had friends from all types at our house. I had some Democrat friends. I had some Republican friends. So it really gave me a unique perspective on how everything went down Tuesday. And what I noticed was we are definitely a divided country. And, you know, I want you guys to know when you think about politics and think about this for your own knowledge when you're talking to people, it's almost like religion to a degree. There is so much. It's based upon where you were born, the geography of where you're from, um, what your parents' viewpoints were, you know what type of where you are, your station in life. I mean, all these things really do have an impact on how you look at politics. So, just to tell somebody you're going to change their opinion by yelling at them or getting into a fight, I think that never works. But uh, and 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 I, I've even I've tried to go a little deeper. I asked my Democrat friends. I said, "Tell me why you're a Democrat. Why why are you a Democrat?" And and kind of walk me through that process. And what and what they tell me is is that. A lot of them come from very meager beginnings, and they, they've they seen people who they say are on the, the low end of the economic scale who have worked their butts off but still are having a hard time putting food on the table. And they feel like somebody needs to be there to, to kind of give them that safety net, that, that compassion, that safety net. And I, and I can understand that um, because there's only so much charities can do, so there is there is other you know items that we need to make sure that the the lowest among us don't struggle. Right. I ask then ask Republicans I say you know tell me why you're a Republican and it's interesting. Once again I have a, a group of friends you know that come from meager beginnings but then they've had some success and they've had other things and they've they've built companies and so forth and they they always tell me kind of the same stories that they've they've spent their life trying to make decisions walk a certain road and they've even put their employees first as they're growing their company if you want to talk about who you know, they made sure they did good work for customers, but then they put their employees first and they were the last ones to get the paycheck until they knew things were on stable ground. And as things grew, they, they felt like they had really put their life and soul into something. And now they felt like instead of a, a sense of gratitude that there's a target on them. So I think both groups are scared. And that's what's kind of built this, this, this uneasiness and this divisiveness. Um, they, they, that's why there's a difference. In us citizens, and wh- what I wanted to do was—I think the president definitely had a—he um, had, he, he had a very strong victory, and that's going to create a, a limited window of opportunity that I hope he will take. You know, political season's now officially over. I am truly hopeful that 2013 is going to be the year of compromise and solutions. Now, I'm not counting on it because these guys have, you know, the left and the right have been bickering. seems like both sides are so polarized right now. But I really do hope that President Obama will take this chance and take that limited opportunity, don't spike the football or get too excited, kind of change the messaging to a point now to where he could really help the country heal and then consolidate us. I, I think, you know,
0: and it's not just President Obama.
1: I mean, we, we, The, the, the right country, has
0: Democrats it. and Republicans both need to have this air of compromise going both ways. And that's
1: why I say limited window of opportunity, because you've already heard some of the Republicans coming out moderating to a degree, because I think they realize they got whooped. Right. I mean, straight up whooped. And it's amazing how a little humble pie can really kind of let you reflect upon your worldview of things. So I think that's why there's a limited opportunity. And I'm just hoping from a political standpoint we address some of these fiscal cliffs and, and other economic concerns with unemployment and so forth, I think there's a way to do it where we all feel involved, even small business owners, where they feel like they can have a, a positive impact in the process without being dragged into it. So that's that's kind of my take on the political side of things. I'm just I, – I, I, you know, it's funny. We have clients all over the country. And talking to the ones that are in these swing states, Right? they are so glad it's done. Oh, I bet. Because they were getting inundated with all these commercials and everything else and I'm kind of glad too. I mean, man, does it it make emotions raw. You told me I don't do the Facebook and the social media, but you were telling me Facebook oh, was, it was ridiculous. vicious,
0: ridiculous um, on on both sides.
1: It's um. nights like election nights where I'm glad I don't do the Facebook personally because I I think that, you know, you that's why I'm saying you can't change somebody's fabric and you're definitely not going to do it. I always say, man, does sugar and sweet, you know, being, you know, sweet to somebody being Sappy sweet is always so much better to to attract people to you than trying to bludgeon them to death right. into your point of view. So, moving on because we do try to stay out of politics here uh, on the money guy, but I felt like it's something that we needed to discuss. I mean, hopefully, there's a you know some type of consolidation that can go now that the election's over. Let's talk about something more fun. Black Friday, dun dun dun, guys. I, you know, I will tell you. I've been a diehard Black Friday guy for years. I mean, heck, we've, you know, if you talk about traditions here at the Money Guy Show, we follow Berkshire Hathaway's annual report and we do Black Friday deals. I mean, this is, you know, that sure there's a few other things I'm, I'm sweeping under the carpet, but we love Black Friday because we, by our very nature, are tightwads. I like to say we are the, the you know, kind of the, the front of the class of the tightwad nation that's out there. And one of the things that I find myself is that if you can tell me I can get 30 to 50% off something, it excites me. Especially big-ticket items. Yeah, I mean, electronics. I mean, because who, who doesn't like a brand-new shiny TV or, you know, a DVD player that has now Internet connectivity that can get you on Netflix, Amazon, and all this other right. – I mean, it's it, it, gadgets are cool. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. So – I get usually very jazzed about this time of year. This year's a little different. Okay. I don't know if it's because we just came out of this election cycle and I was so busy doing stuff locally, you know, going to dinners and forums, and that I really haven't been able to put as much time in getting excited about Black Friday, but we're we're still going to be your resource, guys. Don't worry. We're going to tell you how to do this smart. One of the things that I wanted to share with you guys is that. The internet has also changed the entire skeleton of Black Friday. It used to be, for many many years, you know, when you were, you know, resting after you had your turkey, you you were kind of in your turkey coma. You you the, the newspaper would arrive, and you'd be right there with all your family, and you'd be going through all the the different. You know, sales flyers that would tell you all their great door buster deals. You'd wake up. I remember, I think when I was a kid, you'd wake up at six o'clock in the morning because that's about the time the stores opened. You know, over the last few years, it keeps getting earlier and earlier. And to where I mean, probably the last close
0: the night before.
1: Well, that's, that's, I think the last time I went out, I think it was two or three years ago, I got up at four in the morning to go get some specials. And um, that's when I learned my lesson. I think I've shared that. If you want to go listen to, my Walmart experience, I think, two or three years ago, I, I documented on, on the Money Guy show is I basically got run over. I've realized if you're going to go do the four o'clock shopping, you can't go as a sole commando. <laughs> commando shopping works incredibly well if you need to go get a pair of slacks or a shirt or something at a store and you leave your family out in the car and run in and get out. Commando shopping is an utter failure when when you're going to Black Friday. You need to have like a SEAL Team Six <laughs> group that you know goes in there with you, so you can have one person waiting in a line while another person you know goes out and scouts another thing that's on the doorbuster list. You really do have to have a team of operatives to help you out. So I've learned, but you know that that you can't do it by yourself. But one of the things that I think is an unintended consequence of Black Friday is that stores to be the first. To get customers, because remember, stores have a lot of pressure. Forty percent of your retail store's sales for the entire year occurs during the holiday season, so they have a lot of pressure to get you in the doors. So it used to be six in the morning, then it was you know four in the morning. Right. Now it, you're exactly right, Bo. It is Thursday, <laughs> um, I, and I feel bad for the employees of these organizations because now instead of getting Thanksgiving, it was a pretty much a universal holiday that everybody got off. Now there's a poor, sad group that has to go work for their retailer. Sears is now going to open up at 8 p.m. on Thursday, right. Thanksgiving, and they're going to stay open all night. Wow. So they're so going wh- to stay-
0: what at what time do the actual sales start like the actual
1: they will start they're but
0: at the, 8 8 p.m. 8 that-
1: p.m. and then they're going to stay open until 10 p.m. Friday that is when the next time they'll close so okay. they're going to stay open 24 over 24 hours serious Walmart's going you know most Walmart stores don't close anyway I don't right. even know why they put locks on the door but um <laughs> Walmart is is starting sales at 8 p.m. and then every 2 hours they're rolling out new sales and they even I think from, and I printed it and I think I totally left it on the printer, Bo, but they, just doing this off memory from, if you're in the store from 10 p.m., there's, you know, that there's an hour period where if you're in the store during that period, there's three specials, including the iPad 2 with a $75 Walmart gift card for $3.99. There's some Emerson, um, I can't think it's a TV, and there's a Blu ray player for $38. They will guarantee that you'll be able to get those items. Or, or access those, those items if you're in the store. But I think it's unfortunate Hold that no, they Guarantee it, like they won't run out of inventory on it? I, or they probably give you a, If they do run out, I bet they give you kind of a, you know, a rain check. Wow. This is, this is what I've been Hold finding here. No, well, it's genius, here. though,
0: because if it's one hour, that's what Walmart's keeping you in their store for 60 minutes, and who's going to say there are not buy something if you're there for but, an hour? But
1: there is... Like I said, I've, I've learned, because there's another way, guys. The smart way is that you don't even have to go in person anymore. They a lot of these internet specials, even including a lot of the doorbusters, they are now making available to you on Wednesday as well as actually Thanksgiving Thursday to you. You just shop on the internet. And I've learned that's why I'm saying the internet has changed our behavior completely. Now you don't have to shop necessarily and get up and lose all that sleep or you're you're crabby the next day and you want to punch all your relatives. You can actually sleep in and be very comfortable. Um, So the Internet can be your friend. And in a minute, I'm going to go over a tool that I use every year. I don't get anything for plugging them, but I just think it's a a great resource. I've looked at some of the others, and this one's still the best to me. Um, But the Internet, as well as online applications and your smartphone applications, have changed the way you shop for Black Friday, and I'll go over those those tools. I also want to remind people, price-matching policies have now been updated. And in the past, I've told people how to play the game. Go get your sales circulars. You can go to other retailers, and a lot of times they will price match those. With the big exception of a lot of them would not touch the prices of your online retailers. Guess what? The big brick-and-mortar retailers are changing their policies. As of this year, Target actually has an online price match policy where they're now matching Amazon.com all the way up until December 16th. Wow. They're starting it around the, the Thanksgiving period it's all the way big. through December 16th. They're saying if you just show up with your phone or print advertisement or print price from Amazon, they will match that price. They also will match ToysRUs.com, Walmart.com. Um, but the, typically your Amazon.coms have been off-limits to the big box retailers. Their Their price match policies have excluded those items not the case anymore. So, very interesting. I'm curious to see if other retailers will follow their lead cuz that's pretty pretty gutsy for right. Target to do that. Now, you know, but I've shared with you, you know, Target has really been changing the way they do business. So, a few years back, if you wanted the best deal on groceries or anything, you always went to Walmart. And then I think you guys know we did a price policy where we actually put together a list of our most used items here in the Money Guy family, went to Target, went to Publix, and went to Walmart, and actually went out and priced those, those shopping lists. And what we found was Target was actually cheaper than even Walmart at that time. If and, you had the card. And especially, I think there were some items that were actually just as cheap as Walmart, but then you add the 5% red card that discounts everything and it was night and day. And, and this, it looks like Target continues to try to be very forward thinking. With how they compete in this changing world that we're in, so so kudos to them. I'm curious to see if that experiment works for them. I want to tell you also, research and compare prices is key because I've often wondered, you know, a lot of these doorbusters are products that you're not super familiar with, and they have names that are are not big name brands, and you're you're wondering, you know, is is this crazy DVD that's you know I can buy for five bucks? Is this thing gonna last more than three weeks? Well, that's why you really need to do your research. Two websites I always like to use, I like to go to pricegrabber.com to go check out prices, but then also decide.com. We've heard all about decide because what it does is it has these equations that help you determine based upon seasonality and other things that should go into your buying decision to know if it's a perfect time to buy the product that you're looking at. So feel free to check those out. Probably my top secret weapon, it's not really a secret because I've been talking about with you guys for the last three years. There's an app now you can put on your smartphones. You know, it doesn't matter if you're an Android or an Apple product, you know, with your iPhones, iPads. It's, um, TGI Black Friday. So it's a, it's a play on, you know, thank God it's Friday, but it's TGIBlackFriday.com is the website, but you can also go to your app store and download their app, their applications on your phone. Now, here's why I love these apps and they have changed the way I do Black Friday. Actually, you can look at every store that is put out sales circulars. And they will even they put the dates. Like today I checked and it's November 9th. So Walgreen has released their sales for today. And I think Costco has put out their door busters. Yesterday it was Walmart on November 8th that Walmart released all their Black Friday specials. So they have them all and they'll tell you which ones are coming too. So that you can sort by store to look at each store. You can also sort by category. So if you just want to look at electronics, you can, you can kind of sort out where you want to go with things. If you want to look at clothing, if you want to look at appliances, it's all sortable on these applications. I also like that they give you a, the ability to sort by popularity. So you can go huh. see what other people are looking at. Now, here's what I think is interesting. Well, they, and it's searchable, like soundbar. I, you know, I think I might want to put a soundbar on my, my DIN TV, you know, cause, um, you know, the, the, the these, these TVs have gotten so thin that the speakers that come in them, I just don't think they're good.
0: You know what? I I just realized I need – I do need (laughs) –
1: that's a good Black Friday purchase. I I totally just persuade – because I don't really need a sound bar, but if you give me one for half off, I'll buy a sound bar. Let's get get to. So, well, you you can go do a search for a sound bar, and I probably might have just – you know, spiked up the sales of soundbar <laughs> purchases and probably shot myself in the foot on being able to buy these things on the internet. But I, I, that's one of the few things I'm looking for. Priscilla, who works here in the office, mm-hmm. told me her cordless mouse has given her some issues. Right. Cordless mouse, you know, is a perfect opportunity to buy. So there are a few items I've looked. So I've done searches and you can go on the, the TGI Black Friday and you can actually search for the specific items you're looking for. So if it's earrings, you can go search for earrings. Well, what I have found interesting is that all apps are not created equally, meaning that TGI Black Friday is one application, but it loads differently on your iPad versus your iPhone. And I'm really surprised because I downloaded it in both places. They had an iPad you know, app, and then they had a separate iPhone app. They right. were designed differently. And somehow the iPhone app is actually more effective and product, product, productive I don't know why I had trouble saying that. More productive than the iPad. And I, it, it, cause it goes contrary to what, what you would say, think. i
0: say usually it's the other way around. That well, yeah. was what
1: I've noticed. Yeah, because usually you get more functionality on the iPad because you got a bigger display screen. It's much more conducive for scanning through things. But that's not the case on TAGI Black Friday. So if you're one of the guys who designs it, hey, just kind of make your iPad application be as functional where you can you can still search, but it's just the sortability is better on the iPhone, and I like that. But what, the main thing I like about this app also is it lets you create a list. As you're going through the Black Friday items, if you find something that grabs you, maybe while you're going through the popular searches to see what other people are looking for, you can say, "I like that. That's a good deal. Let me let me save that." And then what I also like is they have the ability where you can then search at that moment. You can say, "Shop now for that item." and they will run out there and look on all the pricing websites and tell you what you can buy It usually all the online retailers like Amazon as well as the Walmarts you can see exactly what the price is now and what that does for you is you can quickly tell is this really a great deal on this doorbuster right. or is they are they just is this just fluff window, that they yeah. put in there so that's what I really like about it is being able to compare the prices right now so you can figure out If this really is a great buying opportunity with the Black Friday. So go check out TGI Black Friday. Um, I'm planning on, I've put together like three or four things that I'm planning on buying, you know, and and that's it. I'm not, I don't know why this year I don't have more excitement for it, but I'm still going to make the most of it just because, you know, when you're a tightwad, you're a tightwad and you can't help yourself. Bo, anything? Did I give you enough chance to kind of give your thoughts on Black Friday? Yeah,
0: I think pretty much what you did is you just told me I need to go out and buy a soundbar because I totally <laughs> had forgotten about that. <laughs> and that's exactly what what we need in our house. You,
1: you know the other wasteful thing that you can buy on Black Friday? It's the best time of year to buy it. If you need a webcam, you know, i thought okay, about that yeah. for us just because we have so many out-of-state clients. Right. Um, you can do these cool mats, you know, for your laptops. If, you know, something that's not necessary for your laptop, but it'll, it'll extend the life of your laptop, right. is if you can buy these... They plug into the USB ports, and they run these little the mini little fans, fans to yeah. keep your, your laptop cool because the vents are so small on laptops. They practically give those things away. If you ever need a wireless mouse or keyboard, they're usually practically giving those things away. Um, if you need earbuds, earphones, everybody's giving away skull candies at practically free. My favorite stores, not that you're asking for it, but the ones I, I kind of get excited when they release their circulars, obviously walmart.com. I like, um, Sears.com and crazy as it may sound, cause I never shop in their stores anymore. Radio Shack has great Black Friday specials.
0: What's, uh, what's Radio Shack?
1: Are you being funny? Are you, you know what Radio Shack is. That's where you, you know, you get all these boring things, but they typically, like at PlayStation 3, if you need hand controllers, typically heads, you know, headphones. They still have and, Radio Shacks. Quit! Don't be funny. Somebody might work for Radio Shack and listen to us.
0: Everyone in my hometown—it's not there. There are no more. Like I don't like if you ask me where the closest Radio Shack is. I don't know where it
1: is now. I think what if you? I, I don't know anything scientific, but if I had to give you an opinion, I think what has saved Radio Shacks is probably cellular plans because okay. they all sell. They sell now. You know, phones. You can go get a phone at Radio Shack. I think their online presence. And then they still, you can go, if you need to go buy a, a cord splitter, think about the podcast. Where do I run when we bought a new piece of equipment and we need a cord or something to split or, or you know, they have all the adapters at right. Radio Shack. So there still is definitely a, a need for them in, in our retail spaces. Um, okay, we've beaten Black Friday. For a group that's not very happy about Black Friday, we sure did spend a good bit of time. I want to kind of quickly go through kind of this fiscal cliff that you hear everybody talking about. You turn on CNBC, Fox Business, you know, any one of the cable news channels, and they're going to be talking about, now the election's over, they're going to say, we have to start looking to the fiscal cliff that is coming up January 1st. And you'll also notice, if you watch, the stock market's been down, I think we're on the third day that it's been negative. If you ask what the cause and effect is, they'll tell you it's because now the, 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 the investor is looking at this fiscal cliff, and they're more concerned that that the taxes are going to go up. So let's kind of, let's walk through what is exactly going to go up. Now, remember, the disclaimer I gave earlier, nobody really knows what's going to happen. So, um, you know, kind of make sure you take that into your analysis of what you need to do with your personal finances.
0: And remember that when you're re- – because you can read a lot of different stuff out there right now that says, oh, this is going to happen or, oh, that is going to happen. Be very careful because there, there's a lot of moving parts, and it could very well change what the plan you've set into place is. So consider your source at all times.
1: So the first thing, probably the biggest thing that's going to change is all the individual tax rates that were lowered under the Bush tax cuts will start to, they will, they will rise immediately starting January 1st to the top rate is going to jump back up to 39.6 as well as a lot of the limitations and itemized on both your itemized deductions and then personal and dependent exemptions. Those items had been a lot of those phase outs and so forth had been kind of removed to a degree. Those are all coming back, especially if you are a higher income individual. And when I say higher income, the number I keep hearing is somewhere between two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, I think that's the part of the negotiations of what they're talking about is that um I've heard two hundred thousand be used, I've heard two hundred and fifty thousand um being used as as what is considered a high income individual. Um I think it's important, you know, if you're looking at strategies, a lot of accountants are telling their people to consider accelerating your income into twenty twelve. Now we think you should consider some of these 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 items I'm about to put out. But remember, Bo says this all the time when we're talking to clients. Don't let that tax tell wag the dog. Um, because you know, a lot of times you need to make decisions off of big macro factors. You need to look at what's going on with your life. What are your goals? What's your age? What's your long-term plans? Those type of things come into. And I'm always surprised at how many people will make really rash decisions just so they can avoid paying uncle some money right so so be careful I say that just to moderate your decisions on this but accelerating income into 2012 might not be the worst thing in the world um, especially like capital gains capital gains are, are are targeted that they're probably going to go up um, you know what's what's interesting about the capital gains is not only are they going to go up but that there's also listen to this capital gains, um, From sales or exchanges, for the most part, are going to increase to 20%. Right now, they're at 15%, but they're going to go up to 20%. And then remember, and I kind of glossed over this earlier. If your income is over that 200 to 250, there's a chance your earned income is also going to have an added tax of 0.9%. That's part of the Ob- Obamacare. But then there's also a 3.8% tax that's going to happen. And come into play on investment income, so that can be capital gains, that can be dividends. That's also part of the, the the new Obamacare that's coming into place in 2013. There'll be a new 3.8% tax that will be added, especially for higher income individuals. So that's why it might make sense to accelerate some of that income into 2012, especially the capital gains because they're going to be hit with that 3.8 plus the 20%. Right. So you're going to see a substantial, you know, close to eight to nine percent difference in taxes um, from the change. So you might want to look at that. You could defer deductions into 2013 because you know tax rates are going up. It might make sense, you know, on some of those charitable contributions, the uh, you know, holding off on the extra mortgage payments or the property tax payments. You might want to defer some of those or medical expenses, defer some of that into 2013. Now, there is one big exception. If you're one of these higher income people, that $200,000 and higher for families, You might want to be careful because part of what's on the table is that those deductions are going to be capped for you. Um, you, you know, a big part of what uh, has been put out there is that, you know, obviously deductions for charitable and medical and other things were going to be capped, considered to be capped for higher income people. So don't, don't defer deductions to 2013 if you are one of those higher income people. Um, it went on to talk about, I'm just looking at some notes that i had that been putting together. Um, you might want to go ahead and postpone the sale of, of loss-generating property because that's going to be help offset some of those capital gains in the coming years. Now, there's one big change also is that um, medical expenses. Right now, to, to itemize medical expenses, you have to exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. So if you had $100,000 of income, and you had medical expenses of nine thousand dollars. You're only going to be able to deduct one and a half. I mean, one, one, $1 dollars. Right. Because seventy five hundred dollars of that money Got is to going to, is going to be you know just t- basically written off because you have to exceed seven and a half percent of your income. Well, starting next year, that number goes up to ten percent. So you're not going to be able to itemize your medical expenses unless they exceed 10% of your adjusted gross income. So now instead of $7,500 on $100,000 of income being the number, it's now going to be $10,000. So you need to take that into account. There are some expiring tax provisions, credits, and other reductions that you need to take into account. I'm going to go through these pretty quick because we're we're getting longer on time. That um The 10% individual income tax rate, Gone unless something changes, right. the American Opportunity Education Tax Credit that we talked about just in the last podcast, right. gone after the you know starting January twenty thirteen. Um, the Coverdell Education the accounts, educational savings accounts, you know, yeah. it used to be that they were only five hundred dollars a year. They went up to two thousand dollars a year. Plus, you could not only use it for higher education, you could use it K through twelve. A lot of that is going to go back to old school. Where it's not going to be two thousand anymore; it's going to be five hundred dollars, and it's going to take away that ability to use it for other outside education expenses, for instance, like K through twelve. So that's even going to change. So everything we talked about in the education podcast now might be modified. Um, because of the fiscal looming fiscal cliff out there. The increase of the standard deduction for married filers. Ooh. What's important about that, you know, a lot of people, we don't hear about it anymore, but there used to be a lot of the debates that you heard people talking about when it was politics was the marriage penalty, because if you had two single people, sometimes it was a good bit cheaper for them to not get married, because they could pay lower taxes as single people than as if they got married. Right. Well. The government tried, you know, as part of the Bush tax cuts, negotiated where they actually increased the exemption for, you know, or the standard deduction for married people, so it took away the marriage penalty. Well, the marriage penalty is going to come back, it looks like, if nothing happens. Um, The exclusion from income of the discharge of debt for your principal residence. residence, You know, a lot of us, you know, I say a lot of us, I mean, a lot of people, I'm still in the same house, even though it keeps going down, down, down. You know, I think we're down 40% now but um, from where we were. But a, a lot of people who who were not able to keep their homes and ended up giving them back to the banks, a lot of people don't realize this. When you walk away from debt and you're discharged that debt that to the IRS, that is considered income because now you've received a benefit. You didn't have to pay that debt, so they send you a tax form saying, hey, you got out of paying this $30,000 of debt. That is income to you, so you right. need to pay taxes on that. And you can imagine people who are already in a catastrophic situation when they got I'm that forgiven. How, how am I, I going to do like, that? Holy cow! So I got forgiveness. For, you know, thirty thousand dollars got discharged, but now I've got to pay six thousand, seven thousand dollars of federal income taxes on that. Where is that going to come from? All that does is exasperate my, my bad situation. So the government, as part of their plan to try to help homeowners had gotten where if it was your primary residence, not your not your investment property, but if it was your primary residence, you could show that you lived there the right amount of time. They would let you write off that income. You know, that that you get that IRS form from the bank and then you just say, you know what, it was my primary residence and they got you a get out of jail free card. That's going away. So so that's gonna come into play. Um, The student loan interest, there's some advantages to being able to put some student loan interest and make it deductible on your tax return as an adjustment to your income. That's going away or getting adjusted. Um, and then lastly, qualified dividends, which are basically your normal dividends. If you own, you know, Home Depot, GE, yeah, you know, if dividend. they pay you a dividend, a qualified dividend, as is it called, it was taxed at 15%. That's all going back to ordinary income rates. So these are all things that are going to happen when you hear people talk about the fiscal cliff. They're talking about all that umbrella of stuff I just mentioned. So there's a lot there. I'm sure some of it hits every one of us to some degree, but we don't know what's going to happen. Right. I think, like I said, keep and it...
0: I, it's important to... I think it's important to mention, we also don't know when this is going to happen. It's possible that as of January 1st, all of this could retroactively happen, or what What we think is probably the more likely scenario is they'll probably start reaching decisions on these things midway through next year.
1: Well, they go, but. From what I'm reading, the tea leaves, it appears that um, there's already a talk between people in Washington that they want to kind of almost kick the can down the road a little bit. They want to buy themselves some time, So they might extend 2013, give themselves another year. Who knows? But this is all conjecture at this point. We don't know any more than anybody else does. So I would just tell you, look at your personal finances. Go through the things I just labeled – and, and listed and say, how much of this impacts me? And then, you know, kind of figure, put pen to paper and figure out and then kind of weigh, you know, do the whole, you know, I call, always call it the accounting T-chart. You look at the positive and negatives and figure out, you know, what's, what's the right course for you and your family? Because you're going to have to take these things into account. We'll be looking at this for our clients. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably a good time. You know, I'm not the best marketer in the world, but it's definitely one of those things, you know, because we get a great, deal of you guys who've reached out to us if you if you're you're listening to this and go man it sure would be nice if i had somebody to kind of walk me through that process look us up guys you know we we are a feeling financial planning firm you guys this thing i don't know i get kind of I get kind of emotional thinking about how the podcast has grown is because i started this thing as a hobby and then for you guys to now let us be in 19 states just incredible. It is incredible. So thank you. I never thought that this would be a way for me to, to, to meet people and find relationships with clients. But you guys have, 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 I mean, really made me feel good about the decision we did just to give the information away. Um, and uh, and it, it all goes back to kind of my worldview of things. You do good things for good people, good things happen That's for it. you. You know, treat people like you want to be treated. And so I, thank you, thank you. I will tell you another thing, Bo. Bo. Was trying to show me a, a funny comment that he remembered. I think it was because he liked that his name was mentioned in the comment out there on iTunes. And we found there was a brand new comment out there, and it, and it, it made us feel good. I yes. mean, it really did. I think we're up to four hundred and fourteen comments. Four
0: hundred twelve, I think. Oh, four
1: hundred and twelve. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for putting those comments. They really do keep us relevant. They keep us on the featured page with iTunes. So, if you, if you, you know, if we've ever done anything to help you out, you know, while having a good time, or we've helped you through your commute. Give us some kudos out there, if you don't mind, because it does help us more than you realize, because we don't have a big corporation behind us. We're just two guys that love seeing people make great financial decisions. Call it because, you know, I was talking about the fabric that makes you a Republican or Democrat. I think our fabric is we're tight ones. We <laughs> like to see people make good money decisions. So check us out, money-guy.com. Can I tell, you, can I tell you
0: one other thing I'm kind of excited yeah, about? Yeah, go ahead. I, go saw, ahead. Saw a, uh, camera, I don't know if a remember his belt or whatever, but this is so silly. But you know, I listen to Pandora a lot here at the office. I have a, you know, radio playing while I'm working. I'm kind of getting excited about Christmas music. Usually, I, I don't start. I don't start until after Thanksgiving, but usually from the day after Thanksgiving to the end of the year or till Christmas, I'm kind of getting excited about that. Is that weird? Is that is that silly?
1: No, I'm right there with you. I think I think especially, you know, things have been. I know for me, doing political stuff because political guys, and this is totally. I mean. Bo and I did, and Carol, we did not talk about this in pre show planning. <laughs> Politics stink, guys. I mean, I feel for both Mitt Romney and President Barack Obama because when you put your name on a ballot, it's like high school just amplified. Because right. when you put your name on the ballot, you don't know what people are going to say about you. They say mean things about you and they don't know you. I mean, and, and everybody is willing because you're crazy enough to put your name on a ballot, you, they're willing to give you their opinion. Uh-huh. And, and believe me, we're not all so nice. And so it, it's very, I, I just, I'm looking forward to Christmas just because of what you said. I mean, Christmas and all of us, and, and believe me, I know we have probably different groups and different religions. A lot of my friends are, you know, have different right belief sets. But, you know, for, for me, Christmas is just an incredible time. I focus on the family, focus on what's important, your good health. And it's just a time to look back and and really think about what's important in your life. So I, I'm right with you, Bo. I think it's great because it ties in beautifully. Kind of, we I always like to say we like to put a bow on things, like a Seinfeld episode where we bring things around full circle. I think that's a great way to kind of close it out. Is I'm looking forward to it too. And Pandora, XM, they all do a really good job with the Christmas music. Some days I get in that. You know, Bing Crosby right, feeling. Right. And then in other days, I want the more the modern stuff where they're they cranking on the heavy guitars and, you know, on the Carol of the Bells. So, so I'm with you. So it's going to be a fun time. And I hope you guys, you know, we won't have another show until after Thanksgiving. So I hope you have a great Thanksgiving with your family. Hopefully. Make your bellies really fat. always tell people, go get your physicals in January and February and use this time to kind of fatten up a little bit. It's the winter, so nobody's going to see you in swimsuits or anything.
0: Oh, what did you say the other day? You're still you're still working on your before picture? Yeah, is that that's what exactly you're doing? right.
1: You want to make sure that before picture for your New Year's resolution looks really good. So go enjoy time with your family, eat lots of great food, and we'll talk to you in about two weeks. Go check us out, money-guy.com. I'm your host, Brian Preston.
0: The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston.